Hello, everyone, and welcome to the September 26th edition of WarComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our fraud report. Two years ago, drug maker Eli Lilly pleaded guilty to illegally marketing its blockbuster drug Zyprexa. And they paid $1.4 billion in criminal penalties and settlements in four civil lawsuits. But a doctor named as a co-defendant for allegedly taking kickbacks to prescribe the drug extensively at nursing homes was never prosecuted. Last year, Alpharma paid $42.5 million to settle federal allegations that it paid kickbacks to doctors to prescribe its painkiller, Cadian. At least 15 drug and medical device companies have paid $6.5 billion since 2008 to settle accusations of marketing fraud or kickbacks. However, none of the more than 75 doctors named as participants was sanctioned despite allegations of fraud or of conduct that put patients at risk. For each doctor identified in a suit, public interest journalists from ProPublica checked for state medical board discipline, penalties from the Medicare program, and federal criminal charges. In many of the cases, there was not even a cursory investigation. Whistleblower lawsuits have emerged as a headline-grabbing tool for holding manufacturers accountable. Yet, despite their power to secure large settlements from drug makers, the suits have failed to resolve the culpability of physicians. Doctors often are not named as defendants even though descriptions of their alleged misconduct are used to bolster the lawsuits. And even when settling, many companies, including Alpharma, continue to deny the allegations. After cases are resolved, the internal company documents used as evidence remain confidential, preventing further exploration of the physician's behavior. Justice Department lawyers, wary of spending more time and effort on a case, say they usually are not interested in going after lesser players. Members of the San Bernardino County District Attorney's Office Workers' Compensation Fraud Prosecution Unit began investigating Carlos Tehran Bernal of Highland last April for possible workers' compensation insurance fraud. Bernal reportedly sustained an industrial injury in 2008 when he slipped and fell while working and was provided work comp benefits. During this investigation, evidence was uncovered that supported the fraud allegations and an arrest warrant was issued charging Bernal with workers' comp insurance fraud, perjury, providing false government documents to conceal true citizenship and identity theft. Bernal was arrested without incident at his residence and was transported to the Sheriff's Office West Valley Detention Center in Rancho Cucamonga. His bail was set at $250,000. Mia Rachel Brown, a resident of West Covina, was arrested by the California Department of Insurance and DMV investigators on three felony counts of insurance fraud. These charges relate to a workers' compensation claim filed by Brown with her former employer, Dean Foods. She claimed that she was twice slipped on a wet floor in the dairy in 2009 and injured her left knee and left hand. In May 2010, Brown started employment with the DMV. At her sworn deposition, Brown denied working and further indicated that she had not worked since November 2009. 
She also told two physicians she had not worked since 2009. However, she was working for the DMV at the same time she was collecting disability checks from Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. The investigation was triggered by a tip from an anonymous caller. She was taken into custody at the Compton office of the DMV. Brown was transported to the Los Angeles County Jail and booked. She is being held on $90,000 bail. The loss claimed by the claims administrator is estimated at almost $15,000. If convicted on all counts, Brown faces a maximum of seven years in state prison. And in financial news, a number of Orange County cities have voiced concern over the escalating costs of workers' compensation for city employees. An article in the Orange County Register provides examples of what some officials consider to be extreme and excessive claims. A Costa Mesa firefighter got an award of almost $40,000 because his work boots hurt his, le- his feet for one week. Another firefighter twisted his knee in 1991 by walking downstairs and turning left. And the bill for his claim so far is almost $100,000, and the city is still paying for it. A recreation leader who felt pain in the neck while shooting a basketball is costing the city over $7,000. Those are just three of the 1,000-plus workers' compensation claims filed by Costa Mesa employees since 2001. According to public records, the city is paid on all but 136 of the claims. Workers' compensation cost the city around $2 million last year, which is in line with what other local cities are paying of its size. Newport Beach pays around $3 million a year in claims. Costa Mesa is currently paying 160 open workers' compensation claims, 133 of which are filed by police officers and firefighters. The city council has a study session on the issue set for the end of October. The police department has 74 open workers' compensation claims from their 139 officers. The fire department has 59 open claims from their 83 employees. Two of the department's 59 claims are for respiratory problems, and one involves a pathogen. Almost all of the rest of the claims are for heart and circulatory problems or various aches and pains. Several of the open claims are for retired workers, although the exact number was unavailable. Roughly a third are more than five years old. In 2004, the Los Angeles Times reported that 61% of retired safety personnel in Los Angeles County are on disability pensions, compared to 40% in San Diego and 39% in Riverside. The California Workers' Compensation Insurance Rating Bureau published its summary of insurer experience for the first half of 2011. The data showed that rates charged by California workers' compensation insurers during the first six months of this year rose an average of 3% compared to last year. Despite these recent rate increases, premiums remain 62% below rates charged in 2003 before the passage of SB 899. Despite the increase in both premium rates and dollar volume, combined ratios are the highest since 2001. A combined ratio is a measure of profitability used by an insurance company to indicate how well it is performing in its daily operations. 
A ratio below 100% indicates that the company is making underwriting profit, while a ratio above 100% means that it is paying out more money in claims than it is receiving from premiums. The combined loss ratio for 2010 in California is, is estimated to be 128%. However, the claim frequency for the first half of 2011 declined by 2.9%. Claim frequency is now one-third of the all-time high in 1991. The estimated cost of the average claim is set at $64,000, about the same as prior years. Even so, the average claim cost is still 40% higher than what it was in 2005, right after SB 899 reforms took effect. Ultimate medical costs per claim have risen steadily since 1997. In 1997, average medical costs were about $16,000 per claim, and in 2011, the average cost has risen to more than $41,000 per claim. A new study from UC Davis found interesting statistical correlations between claims, costs, and events that would have accounted for changes in claims and costs since 1973. Researchers examined U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics data along with employers' work comp expense information obtained from the National Academy of Social Insurance. They also examined employer costs and benefits paid to workers as well as medical provider expenses from 1973 through 2007. The researchers then compared that information with the Dow Jones Industrial Average and Treasury bond interest rates. The researchers said that over the 35-year period of the study, rising premium rates were linked closely with the Dow Jones Industrial Average or Treasury bonds. As either the Dow or Treasury-bound interest rates fell, premiums rose, and vice versa. Statistically, this is known as a negative correlation. The senior author of the study said that insurance companies appear to have been setting premiums according to their returns on the stock and bond markets, not according to the number of claims they have. He also said that the association of premiums with the stock market and treasury bonds was consistent and strong. For 1992 through 2007, the Dow Jones variable was the only robust predictor of premiums. The number of injuries was not a significant positive predictor. The study was funded in part by the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health and is published in the September-October issue of Public Health Reports. And in other news, CompWest Insurance Company founder Bill Mudge is no longer president and chief executive of the firm he founded back in 2004. Mudge's name has been removed from the company's phone system and it disappeared off its website without explanation or comment. A spokeswoman for the firm confirmed his exit without any elaboration. A spokesman said that Ron Field, the chief operating officer, will lead the organization in the interim. Mr. Mudge hired Ron Field, who is also considered one of the CompWest founders. Meanwhile, the company is currently in the process of looking for a strong candidate to fill his position. Bill Mudge was previously president and CEO of Golden Eagle Insurance, and he currently serves on the board of the California Workers' Compensation Institute. 
CompWest, which has offices in San Francisco and Newport Beach, is owned by Lansing, Michigan-based Accident Fund Insurance Company, a subsidiary of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. CompWest was given an excellent A financial strength rating from AM Best. The defense law firm of Floyd, Skarin and Kelly has announced that Daniel R. Brown has been appointed the managing attorney of the firm's office in Camarillo. He has been the assistant managing attorney of the firm's Culver City office since shortly after joining the firm in 2007. Prior to joining Floyd, Skarin and Kelly, Mr. Brown was associated with Gray and Prouty and Veach, Carlson, Grogan and Nelson. He received his Juris Doctorate from Golden Gate University and has most recently become a certified specialist in workers' compensation. Mr. Brown currently represents third-party administrators, insurance entities, self-insured entities, employers, and uninsured employers in all matters before the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board. Floyd Skarin and Kelly has 14 offices in California and Nevada serving the workers' compensation, general liability and employment law needs of employers, insurance carriers, and third-party administrators. The 65 attorneys and staff join with the partners in congratulating Mr. Brown and wish him well with his new assignment. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And please remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, iPad, or iPod by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd's Karen and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and please drop by again next week for more news.